0: One week until Christmas, we have a new NXT women's champion. We have no new babies. It is the Chick Foley Show. Welcome in, folks. We are here a week before Christmas. Thank you for listening. This is Phil Gentile in the uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. I have uh, Sheena Phelps out in Virginia. What's going on, Sheena? Sheena, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. I am. I'm over here just chilling, waiting for uh, you know, the future women's champion to make her to make her arrival here in uh, you know, Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> what about you guys? How are you guys doing tonight?
0: Not too bad. Marco Denton, the uh president of the Celine Dion fan club. How are you? Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm doing fine. I, I was in, I didn't know I was appointed the uh the president of the fan club. That's, that's Your yeah.
1: Awesome. You're our official you're our official Celine Dion correspondent from here on out.
2: Nice. That NAEW correspondent. <laughs> yeah. Great.
1: Anything anything Celine Dion related that happens from here on out, you are in charge of informing us.
2: I mean uh, I mean not only is Chris Jericho a Canadian national treasure, uh, Celine Dion is as well. So maybe before him. So and Bret Hart. <laughs> we can't forget Bret Hart. Those are the three main Figure heads up, Yeah,
1: Got to have the, the, Mount, the Mount Rushmore of Canada. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, before we start the show, I know Sheena has an announcement she wants to make here at the top. Uh, I'll give yeah. you the floor.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you guys know um, I'm due to bring a future women's champion into the world any day now. But I didn't want to just go like MIA on you guys. I definitely wanted to take a moment um, at the top of the show here to just let all you guys know like how much I appreciate Each and every one of you guys that listen to this show every week, you engage with us on social media, on all of our different platforms, and you guys make this show like so much fun for for all of us. So, thank you guys so much. Um, And like 2019 was just like super, super awesome. I never had any intention to like start a wrestling podcast, but I can say it's been like a really cool growth experience for me. And I've met like so many awesome people in the process we you know our chick foley fam um you guys are just you guys are just the absolute best and uh you know we celebrated our first year doing the show which i think is a huge accomplishment i think a lot of podcasts probably fizzle out you know people realize what a commitment it is to do something like this to show up week in and week out um but we we made it over a year and we're heading into we're like you know well into our second year already and uh it's pretty pretty cool so we were able to you know uh host a super successful charity event this holiday season with a toy drive and you guys definitely you know made that a super success we added a new co-host in marco like so our show is growing which is super cool um and i have no doubt that 2020 is gonna just be even better but That being said, I am officially kicking off my maternity leave from the show and I will uh, return at some point early 2020, but I know that Phil and Marco just have some awesome stuff and some killer guests lined up for you guys in the near future while I'm out. So, um, keep listening, keep tuning in, uh, But I I just couldn't take this hiatus without saying thank you so much. And I want to give a super special thank you to my co-hosts that I share the air with each and every week that watch a shit ton of wrestling and spend an obscene amount of money on action figures to make this show as great as it is. So thank you, Marco. Thank you, Phil. You guys are the absolute best. Um, But for now, I am going to introduce a special guest host for tonight's show. Um, The heel husband is making his second ever debut on the Chick-fil-A show so back-to-back weeks you guys get to hear from the heel husband so I'm so thankful for him too for being able to step in and um take over when I'm not feeling you know all the way 100 so um with that being said I'll, I'll hand it
0: over to him in just a minute well She we couldn't do any of this without you I mean the show's named after you for god's sake <laughs> but uh we uh I mean I know Marco probably feels the same way I'll let him chime in but uh Wish you all the best. Hope everything goes well and uh, keep us updated. Keep all the, the listeners updated. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, it'll be a couple weeks. I know you're not one to rest too much, so uh, you'll be up working, yeah. <laughs> working out and watching wrestling. So um, we'll, we'll miss you, but I know you'll be back soon.
1: For sure, for sure, I will. I will definitely. I you guys with one more for sure, for sure. Um, but, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll be back. It's just you know, just a matter of time. I'll have plenty of time on my hands while I'm sitting there rocking a baby to catch up on uh, on wrestling on my on my iPhone. So I have no doubt I'll be I'll be in touch with you guys. And you go. You can always find me on the Instagram. I'm always going to
0: be on there. Of course, Marco. Any final words for the Queen of Pod Style?
2: Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. Just you know. I think I said it earlier, you know, it's, it's, it's a pregnancy. So obviously you're going to get like, you're, 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 you're beat down. You're pretty tired and stuff (laughs) like that. So the, so the focus, you know, um, isn't there for us, but Mm -hmm. we're here to pick up the, uh, pick up the pieces and, and keep it going. We're like the, uh, we're like, um, let me think, I'm trying to equate me and Phil to somebody, We're We're like, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins continuing on with the shield name when, uh, when when uh, Roman Reigns went down with the flu a couple <laughs> right. of years ago, so <laughs> exactly. what the, and um and, and Hill husband's like our Kurt Angle stepping in.
1: Uh, That's, right. That's right.
2: <laughs> um, to, to be a, a, a shield member, but yeah, but no, definitely um take it easy, take your time. It's you know how it is. You you've done it before the first time, yeah. so. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it's, it's it'll all be
1: good. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take Maria's title as the, uh, the best. I mean, <laughs> I be, the, I may not be the first pregnant champion, but I will definitely be the best pregnant champion. So,
2: yeah. like <laughs> say, it's always, it's always a blessing when, uh, when you have a, when you bring a child into the world, and you know, it's, you know, just take it in like, like always, like it's a, like it's the first time you had a child. Always, yeah. so That's how I did it. The, I mean, the second <laughs> and third. Time at the well, same. Well, you got time. you got you got
1: two at once. You got <laughs> yeah, so, so.
2: You know. I had no time to uh, take it in. So, but you do that. You do that for me. You take any time that I didn't take in.
1: I, I definitely will. <laughs>
2: but yeah,
1: awesome. You thank soon. you guys so much. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, definitely be you know keeping my ear to the ground with what you guys and you know I'll be hitting you up in the group chat with all my with all my thoughts. So course, yeah. anyway, I'm gonna hand it off to to Seth. And you guys have an awesome show tonight.
0: You too. Thank you. We're gonna start with the Sheenatron 5000 here. All right. Okay, Seth, you there? I'm here. All right, the Sheenotron's firing up. dial-up, still has dial-up internet. It's an early version of the Sheenotron 5000. Uh, What's going on, man? How are you? You all, uh, everything shopped for? Everybody uh, set in the house? I know you got more important things going on, but uh, Christmas is coming a week away here.
3: Uh, Yeah, Christmas shopping is pretty much done for everybody, and we've just been crazy busy here. Like The last two days, I've I've been off work, but I actually... uh, I think if I would have been at work, I'd be a little bit more relaxed and uh, oh, yeah. you know a little bit more at ease because yeah, I've just been running around running errands nonstop because you know not only we got the baby uh, coming up, you know, also got a got a long work trip coming up where I'm going to be gone for a while, so I've just been taking care of all kinds of loose ends the last couple of days.
0: Well, cool. Well, uh, before we get started with everything, I wanted to Sheena touched on it a little bit here, but we uh, if you saw our social media, we collected about 300 toys uh, for Toys for Tots. I delivered those the other day to Jimmy's Famous huh? Seafood. I wanted to thank all the listeners who even if you didn't donate you listen to our show you spread the word uh you told somebody about it you retweeted our stuff on twitter or instagram so uh thank you to everybody we couldn't have done it without you and um i'm excited about next year already uh i'm gonna be on the uh, on the lookout for some deals over the next couple months and, and see what goes on clearance as far as figs and stuff like that but it's cool to think about i mean the, the, they told me that toys for tots i guess they uh they go to the marines they bring them to just different uh local homeless shelters and and uh, children's hospitals and stuff like that so it's it's pretty damn cool that uh our little podcast you know can help out 300 different kids so uh pretty cool stuff
3: yeah it was impressive. I saw the uh, the pictures and videos. that was a, a hell of a haul, so definitely something to be proud of, especially for you know a one hundred percent independent podcast like this get that kind of support from uh, from all you guys fans and listeners and stuff. So I thought that was really neat.
0: For sure we will uh we'll we'll run down the list of all of those who donated next week because we're gonna do a giveaway for something with that. uh but uh let's move on. Let's get the credentials out of the way here first. you guys can shoot us an email askchickfoley at gmail dot com Sheena will be laid up, but she can ch- still check those emails. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Chick Foley. And uh, the, the Twitter account is at Chick Foley Show if you want to yell at me about anything over there. Uh, Marco, did you, or, or Seth, too, did you, guys, did you guys receive the Legends Alphabet books? Did you read them to the kids? What do you think? Ours has not come um, in yet. Okay. Yeah, I haven't got mine either. Oh, damn. Um, okay. Well, i will talk about it next week then. I thought, man, <laughs> I must have sent it like the cheapest. Uh, the, lady, the, the lady at the post office knows me by now. I'm there so goddamn much. She's probably just knows to send it like the cheapest way possible. But, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. That, that should be there soon. I've been reading it to the, to the Naster here and there. He loves it. Uh, we'll, we'll get your reviews on that next week. Uh, it's patreon.com slash chick foley show if you want to support the show. Uh, we have recorded some bonus uh, interviews in the uh, the news of Sheena pending uh, baby arrival. So um, we'll be posting those in the next couple weeks. I interviewed Stat Guy Greg from the Cheap Heat podcast over on ESPN, and I interviewed Chris Van Fleet, uh, backstage reporter for AEW. Both about a half an hour, forty minute uh, interviews. We talked about everything uh, wrestling related, how they got into their podcasts. And all that good stuff. So it's pretty pretty cool stuff. I have a couple more lined up over the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna record uh, to fill the time here when we might not have episodes every single week. But uh, yeah, it's patreoncom show. It starts at a dollar per month, and you get access to our Facebook group and our show notes emailed to you every single week, and it goes up from there. So uh, if you want to support the show, that's the best place to do that. Um, I guess let's start with. Um, TLC and work our way up to uh, where we are now, guys. Give me your overall thoughts. I'll start with Marco. Uh, overall thoughts on TLC: What you liked and what you didn't like.
2: Um, I thought it was a pretty solid pay per view. I didn't. Uh, I know it was like a lot of mixed reviews. If you wanted the uh, the Twitter version or reading the uh, timeline for our TLC, but I thought it was pretty solid. I didn't, I didn't not like any matches. I know, like. Uh, one in particular that people were kind of like weirded weirded out about was the Bray Wyatt and, and Miz uh, match, um, but um, I I took it as like a it, it it was something different, and I think like when you go back when you figure out the Bray Wyatt character as the Mr. Rogers character, not the fiend, um, when they delve into that more, I think you'll get you if you go back and watch it you'll get it um i think that was like this the standout one that everyone was talking about the most not as in a good way but kind of in a mixed in a mixed way but overall i thought top to bottom it was good i even like the pre-show um especially when the uh the revival kind of took a shot at booker t and his brother there there uh, uh the rumors are swirling that that's something that something that might happen in a at a royal rumble they may be uh might see the return of the um, the ebony experience <laughs> against the revival, which would be pretty, which would be pretty cool. But, but yeah, I like I like the pay per view. I didn't I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was like a good end to the uh, to the year uh, for pay per views. It was it was a kind of like an up and down thing for the WWE when it came to like um, their their show. So I thought it was like a good ending to the show. It wasn't like the most spectacular pay per view, but it was entertaining enough where I I didn't hate it at all.
0: Seth, what was your uh, your standout match on this card? Um, I got to give it up to
3: to New Day and Revival. They really killed it in that ladder match. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to get excited uh, about a New Day and Revival match. I feel like we've seen that a couple hundred times over the last uh, the last two years. But but they really brought it. Had some unique spots, and I thought that was a uh, just a really good match. And then um, close second was was. Uh, Murphy and Alistair Black. Right after that, yeah, those guys that were really badass. laying into each other. Um, I'm I'm having trouble. You know, I don't think anything else from after those two matches is really gonna make my uh, my 2019 wrestling yearbook. It was all pretty much forgettable after that for me.
0: Yeah, I uh, I want to touch on the final match, the main event, because I went back and watched it right before NXT tonight, and uh, it's pr- pretty bad. I mean, if anyone hasn't seen it, it was uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Ladder uh, TLC match for the, the women's tag team titles. Went 26 minutes, but uh, it was clear in about halfway through the match that Carrie Sane uh, was concussed or was definitely not uh, in sorts. I, there was one spot where she tried to do an elbow off the announcer's table onto uh, onto the floor, and Becky Lynch kind of booted her to the face, and I think that's where it happened, but, you know, I'm, I wasn't there. I'm not, I'm not too sure, but... Um, uh, I don't know if they're going to have any kind of repercussions from this because they kept they kept kind of going. Uh, we saw later in the match that Charlotte right after that Charlotte tried to spear her and she just kind of like was like a sack of potatoes. Uh, there was a couple other spots where you could kind of, when I go back and watch it now you can kind of see Becky Lynch like talking to her and and talking to the refs and she was kind of the quarterback of the whole thing, but I don't know if you guys thought there was uh, you know any anything that should come from this. I mean, I don't know if Charlotte just didn't realize the uh, extent of the injury. They've kind of tried to downplay it on social media since then. Um, I don't know if I'm just making a big deal about this or what, but I mean, in today's day and age where, you know, in you know, other sports or, you know, you look at the Daniel Bryan situation, they take concussions pretty seriously. I, I was surprised that they let the match keep going. I mean, she was pretty, pretty out of it uh, toward the end of that match. Yeah, it was easy to tell
3: uh, something was off and, I don't know why they didn't didn't just call it audible, you know, they have the, the you know, the biggest roster of talent that they've ever had in in their history. Um they could have done anything, you know, they could have pulled um Kyrie and you know, made it a a match or something or sent somebody out as an emergency replacement, you know. Um they ha- they have enough enough pros backstage and enough people with with eyes on everything that's happening there 24 uh, you know, around the clock that they could have called something on the fly and salvaged that match. Um I, I think it's interesting that, you know, I don't know if, how much you guys keep up with the dirt sheets or whatever, but uh Vince and Triple H, neither one of them were at the event. So I gotta wonder if one of those two guys were in the house, if maybe uh, they would have been a little bit more proactive about doing something to save the main event for the last pay per view of the year.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't know they weren't there. That's a good that's a really good point. Um yeah, I mean it's like you said it's a tag team match. I mean Becky Lynch could tie I mean they did a, they did a cool spot where they tied up Becky Lynch onto something. Just tie up Kyrie Sane and just have her out of the match and just make it a two on one type of thing. I mean, it was a pretty a pretty good back and forth match. It was pretty damn brutal for a women's uh, you know tag team match. And I've never you know seen a TLC women's tag team match before. I don't know if this is the first one they've ever done, but it was a uh, it was a pretty good back and forth match. I mean, it was, I mean Charlotte was going all out. Becky was going all out. It was it was fun to watch until that and it just kind of took me out of it. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. The Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy match stand out. I love the New Day and Revival kicking it off with that ladder match. It kind of the card went down from there. It wasn't, um, wasn't super exciting. We kind of talked about it last week. I'm n- I'm not too sure why the Bray Wyatt match wasn't. I don't know why they just didn't make that for the title. It, it was kind of a throwaway thing there. Um, I don't know if they just wanted to get Bray Wyatt out uh, in a match as a non-fiend you know, character and just have him kind of as the, the, uh, the, the other side of the coin. I'm surprised they haven't done it sooner, but uh, maybe they'll do that more often. Maybe that'll be his kind of persona on, on the on the T V shows and then just bring out the fiend for pay per views. I don't know. But uh you know, there, there was it was not something I'm gonna remember, you know, six months from now, but um, you know, it is what it is. TLC I mean it's just kinda of, we're we're waiting to get to the, the road to WrestleMania here. And I you know, Sheena talked about it while we were before we hit record. Uh we have the Royal Rumble on the twenty sixth of January, so we're just a little bit over a month away from that. It's gonna feel like six months uh, before we get to that, now that we've had a pay per view like every three weeks, but uh, I'm pumped. Right. For, I'm pumped for Royal Rumble. That's always a good time and kind of kicks off the main, the main. Uh, I guess part of the season you could call it for the WWE. So, any other takeaways before we get into uh, what happened tonight on NXT and AEW?
3: Yeah, I actually got a a big bone to pick with that Miz and uh, Bray Wyatt match. So oh, uh, <laughs> when when I watch wrestling, I uh, you know I I really try to go kayfabe only. I, I'm I'm serious about that. It's my time when I suspend this my disbelief and I just enjoy it. You know, I I took like a 10 year break from watching wrestling starting when I was around uh, 19 just because I I kind of got too cynical. You know, I was too into reading all the internet stuff and looking into the booking and criticizing stuff. So when I got back into it in uh, 2014, when WWE Network came out, I, I told myself, I'm just going to just watch it for what it is and just enjoy it and be entertained. But that being said, something that just completely took me out of, uh, you know, the storyline and the mood and everything. So, uh, you know, last or two weeks ago on SmackDown or whatever, Bray Wyatt basically, uh, you know, invades the Miz's house, right? Like goes and, you know, messes with his kid, you know, whatever. Had his, you know, creepy doll in the crib, had the puppets, whatever. So think about it. You guys are both uh, you guys are both parents, you know. Think about how just, you know, angry you'd be, how out for blood you would be if somebody did anything to your family like that. When the Miz's music hits, he makes his normal entrance. He comes out like he always does, you know, does all his poses, place to the crowd and all that he should have been coming out like a man possessed and ready to just lay it in on uh bray so that just you know it's, it's always kind of tough for me to take the Miz seriously as you know a tough guy babyface anyways but that really just kind of killed um any any hope for me on ever buying into the miz as being a threat uh, against bray wyatt or, or really anybody else for that matter
0: yeah great, i think that was
2: go, go ahead, yeah Mark. that was the actual that was the actual uh what i was reading about a lot of the oh uh, the fans that was their gripe about the match it wasn't like the match Per se, um, it was a it was a felt the fact that like the biz was not like angry enough <laughs> against Bray Wyatt like and he like even in his promos leading up to the match he's like this is my family um, he, he's like I had to protect my family I had to do and it sounded like, he sounded like he was was kind of like a man possessed that he had to yeah like,
0: the take promos Bray were Wyatt.
2: great yeah and he actually didn't do it he like you said he did his regular poses like he should just came out like in his regular clothes not even in his like his miz attire just like walked like ran down to the ring and just like egged him on or whatever but like yeah i don't think i, I think kind of they they could have went uh, that that way with it they should have had him as like like you said like a man possessed they should even had him uh, uh, go to the firefly funhouse again like seth rollins did and like not burn it down but like kind of destroyed or something Or like yeah they could have they could have went that route too um just one one thing to add on the um the oscar um, Becky Lynch charlotte Flair match they could have actually did a repeat of last year um and just took Kyrie Sane out of the picture it made it a like a two-on-one because she did beat technically both of them last year at the
0: yeah.
2: at Tlc um when she, when she won the Smackdown women's championship against uh she pinned Becky Lynch so they could have went that route and just had her do it twice in a row like just take Kyrie Sain out and just have her just not destroy both of them but just like pin becky lynch or pin charlotte flair maybe this time around as opposed to becky lynch and do it that way um that would have been i would have i mean if you're like a, obviously if you're a long time fan you would have picked that up that they had that or oh, they would have said at the announcers they like oh this is a repeat of last year um it's it's them three in the in the ring or whatever and it was a tables ladders and chairs match they had last year as well so it would have been much of a difference but what do we know well, yeah, what do we, we just know? We're just, we're just <laughs> Uh well I mean
0: it goes back what you said, uh Seth, it goes back to, you know, Triple H and Vince not being there. I mean, I I would think they would have picked up on that uh storyline cue from the Miz, just kind of go you know, something that they would have picked up on and, and had him change because yeah, it just, just doesn't make too much sense. But uh uh what what'd you think about that, Matt Sheena? Sheena Tron five thousand.
1: Me personally I just feel like it's it's stupid.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good good stuff, Sheena. Thank you. We appreciate it. Let's. Uh, I, I did not watch Raw or SmackDown because uh, this time of year I'm uh, busier than a one-armed paper hanger. Uh, so did, can you tell me anything from Raw, guys, that happened besides we're, we're continuing uh, heel Seth Rollins here going forward? Uh, it's really
3: been just a revelation on how much better off as a heel that... Uh, Seth is in a babyface, you know, and, and I like Seth as being being a good guy. Um, you know, at, at points last year and earlier this year, he was you know the biggest babyface, I'd say, in the whole uh you know world of pro wrestling across all all uh you know all organizations. But he just seems so much more natural. He's much more believable. You can tell he's having a good time with it. He he opened up Raw this week and delivered just an awesome heel promo. You know, the crowd was buying it. Everything he was saying was believable. And uh, I think he's all in on, on making himself the most hated man in WWE now. So he did a really good job. Um, I think it's starting to be- become a problem, though, again, that, you know, Brock's gone. So Seth's already starting up a feud with Ray Mysterio over the U.S. title. So we have Ray's definitely the biggest baby face right now on Raw. And so he's going up against the top heel. But they, it'd be awesome if they had a world championship to fight over, you know. But Brock's, like, not even in the picture. He's not even getting mentioned or anything right now. So um, still dealing with that on Raw, but other than that, uh, I don't think he missed a whole lot on Raw and SmackDown this week.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think who's the main main babyface now on Raw. I guess between Kevin Owens and Randy Orton, uh, I guess one of those yeah. two. And then uh, I mean, yeah, you're right, Randy, uh, Rey Mysterio as the U.S. champ. I, I can't I can't imagine he holds that belt for very long. But I I, I really don't want to see a, a Seth Rollins U.S. title reign. Like I guess that's the only place for him to go. Like you said, because you know as long as Brock holds the belt. What, what do you what do you do there? Um, yeah, be interesting to see what happens in twenty twenty. Uh, we just finished up uh, NXT and AEW. Uh, we'll get to a- uh, NXT in a moment. Did you watch AEW? I know you kind of watched it here and there on your phone, Seth. Did you watch it? Uh, our AEW correspondent Marco Denton.
2: Um, I flipped back and forth actually this week. I didn't uh, really focus on AEW, but um, they uh, I did watch the Jericho uh jungle boy jack match uh that was actually really good yes it He's, was that guy's a freaking talent and a half um you uh, know i'm talking about jericho not jungle boy no i'm joking i <laughs> know uh, jungle boys <laughs> jungle boy's awesome yeah he, uh, yeah he, uh, he showed out i think that was like that was like his proving ground right there that match i was like just to put him on the spot and just to show that he is because that was that that whole thing that happened with marco stunt and all that i think that was just like a. Thing. like he can play with the big dogs if he if they need to put him in that position I and mean, I think he proved it um, other than that I didn't get to see the Bucks and SCU match so I'm not sure who won that because I was watching the Shayna uh, SCU, the-
3: uh, SCU ended up winning it it was a good match but yeah the Bucks took another L and then uh, uh. after the match the uh, the Dark Order came out and
0: attacked the Young Bucks huh yeah, they, yeah so uh, the they Bucks added- lose the streak uh, continues yeah, they uh, they changed them up. They put all the guys in shirts now. Even the uh, Pizza Uno's guy is wearing a shirt and a, like a <laughs> sports sports coat now too. So uh, that's at least. Uh, and they added a couple new members, a couple guys I'd never heard of, Alex Reynolds and Sil- John Silver. I guess that's an, that's a, just a, another tag team. But I'm surprised that Dark Order, being a tag team already, is adding another tag team to fight a tag team. But uh, what, I mean. <laughs> I, I guess they're not done with this. I I figured they were gonna die. They'd just be done with this Dark Order thing as much as people hated it. But um, well, they've
3: switched up the gimmick. You know, it was yeah, like a yeah. couple guys cosplaying like video game villains or something with their creepers. But now it's going to more like a a cult thing. I don't know if you've seen. They've been showing like you know fake commercials. Yeah, this for is cool. The, the Dark Order last few weeks. So uh, we'll see where it goes. I'm open to it. I just you know not to like body shame anybody, but I just have a hard time taking those guys seriously as uh, professional wrestlers. I guess it's just cause I've been on a steady diet of WWE for the last 30 years. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of have my head what,
0: you know, wrestlers are supposed to look like. And these guys definitely don't fit the, fit the bill. No, I, I hear you there. Um, what, what else was I going to say mm-hmm. about AEW? anything else? Uh, I know Chris Stat- Statlander is now a full-time, uh, member of AEW, which is good for their women's division, which is, uh, Kind of been suffering, but uh, yeah, and she's uh,
3: she's getting the next shot at the women's championship. Also, wow, that was quick.
0: Yeah, yeah she lesson. last she must no- be she pretty high tonight. in the rankings, huh? In the the yeah. win loss rankings? <laughs> yeah, yeah. rankings. Yeah, the win loss rankings so much. Oh man,
2: um, yeah, they're trying to get her into the uh, uh, the storyline. Is they trying to um, what's it? Brandy Rose is trying to get her into the Nightmare Collective, the, f- the female um, the female Dark Order. Yeah, the female Dark Order. Yeah, that's <laughs> she's trying to. Um, they had some like. Did you guys see this the the segment that they had last week where she like kind of cut a promo on on Rio, um, Brandy Rhodes? Yeah, and um, she they like had some a random old guy there. And the, did you see that? There was like some like random old dude. She was like rubbing his had. head or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cody actually tweeted about it. He was like, he's watch, it's like the it's a video, and he just responds, "Who's a random old guy?" Because they <laughs> never said who, who was. This is this some random dude that they had? It was kind of funny, but yeah, it's. I mean, I don't want to nitpick or make it fun of AEW for the lack of creative. So I'll keep my mouth shut, just in case we have AEW fans that listen to the show.
0: I, mean, I, I do like Jericho
2: wrestling. Like
0: I like the gimmick of like having to wrestle one more match in the year, and like you know, this is the only way you're going to get some of these younger guys over over like you know jungle boy is over but i mean he's not over as a, a world title contender it in the level of jericho where he can be on like you know regis and kathy lee and all those you know, i know that shows from like 20 years ago that's the only show i can think of but you know what i mean like you know some of these younger yeah. guys you, you really that's why you brought jericho i mean jericho jericho makes five million a year he's he's there to really help these young guys and, and make big names out of all of them he did it with scorpio sky hopefully doing it now with jungle boy uh so uh good looking out what do you think about the next pay-per-view being called revolution i think that's in january um pull up what day that is january uh december oh it's actually oh, tickets go on sale december 20th i think it's sometime in january but um not the most creative name it's the two days after god i'm awful tonight february 28th is when the pay-per-view is what do you think about the name seth um i feel like it's uh you know, they put about
3: ten seconds of effort into it. It's really—it seems like something like you know, the indie, uh, the indie federation, or the indie wrestling uh, down the down the street would come up with. You know, Revolution's not really uh, not really moving the needle for me with the, uh, either the uh, the name or the. I don't know if you guys saw the logo design. It was super generic, also. So um, I'm sure it'll be a good show, but yeah, I would have. It would have been cool to have some uh, a little bit better promotion
0: put behind it. Yeah, the logo looks like a fucking PlayStation two game. Um Hey, here's uh, the
3: other thing, Phil, uh, you know, quick correction. You said it's the twenty eighth. It's actually February 29th. It's gonna be on Leap Day. So Oh really? I don't know why they yeah, I don't know why they yeah. couldn't come up with something uh, to tie that in. You know, if you guys remember Southpaw regional wrestling had Lethal Leap year. Um so yeah, they oh, could have oh, done awesome, something, but that. uh revolution's what we're getting, so
0: I'm actually going on to a wedding on that day in uh, in Chicago. <laughs> i'm actually gonna be there that week that's so crazy I, have, yeah. I think
3: uh i think we need you there you know if not yeah. for uh, the show at least go hit up starcast you I'll know just, we need a uh, we need a field report from uh from the show
0: i'll just sneak out and like and you know, tell my wife i got like diarrhea or something and uh just go to go to uh, whatever arena this is and just watch wrestling that'd be great yeah um yeah so aew having another pay-per-view that'll be good uh nxt tonight kind of stole the show i didn't watch the first hour of putting the kid to sleep so let me know how the finn balor adam cole match was i can imagine it was pretty badass yeah
3: it was awesome adam cole survives with the belt again but uh but yeah nxt killed it you know it was the last nxt for the year so uh it was really kind of like uh you know i'd call it takeover light it was it was close to a takeover event um but yeah they just you know they rocked the house once again they announced the uh the Dusty Rhodes Classic is coming back early next year, so I know that's that's gotta annoy Cody a lot. We know how sensitive he <laughs> is um, about anything that WWE is doing, and now they're uh, they're running the tournament named after his dad, uh, and it's gonna be going on Wednesday nights head to head with with his company.
2: I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, we got to see the uh, return of uh, Spoiler alert, Johnny Gargano. Yep at the at the top of the hour, um, he's a, he's actually the reason why Finn Balor did not win the title. He's he distracted Finn Balor and was succumbed to a low blow by uh Adam Cole and he got pinned and lost his t- uh well retained the title so yeah that was pretty awesome.
0: God, those guys are gonna put on a damn good match whenever they get in the ring together. That's gonna be awesome. Um yeah. All right. So uh, the biggest news of the night was Rhea Ripley winning the NXT women's title at the end of the show and ending the, I think it's 416 day span of uh, Shayna Baszler's second run here as the uh, the women's champion. And um, honestly, I, I, I like it a lot. I mean, this is a, a big time move. Uh, for this company to happen at the end here they they put the title on somebody on you know on a normal show this isn't a takeover this isn't like a, a pay, you know a main pay-per-view this is just a, a Wednesday night show so uh crowning a new women's champion I love the I love the vision of her in the ring with all the fans at the end um it was, a, it was a pretty good match um I wouldn't say it was like the most memorable women's match I've ever seen but it was pretty good what do you guys think
3: yeah, it was really good. You know, Rhea Ripley's just they, she's getting uh, the monster push. You know, they've definitely gone all in behind her. It's it's really interesting whenever they you know it's rare that they you know they put all the chips in the middle of the table like that for for somebody. Um, usually WWE because kind of they'll they'll give you they'll get you to you know like third base, but then they hold off on really pulling the trigger. But we saw it with Finn Balor when he first got called up to the main roster. It's just you know from the moment Rhea Ripley debuted on. On NXT, she's just been made to be like the biggest star in the women's division, and I think it was just a perfect way to to cap it off. And hats off to Shayna Baszler. Um, I think she has just had a tremendous run as the champ. She's she's improved a lot over the last 14 months, putting together um, awesome matches with really anybody that they throw in there against. Um, every time it looked like you know you thought for sure this is the time they're going to take the belt off of her, uh, she just kept it going. So i uh, definitely looking forward to seeing her hopefully move up to either Raw or SmackDown and uh, give some new blood on those shows.
0: Yeah, i got to think that's coming and some sort of uh, fight with Becky Lynch, but where, when does Ronda Rousey come back? Where do those two fit in together? Uh, yeah, it opens up to a lot of possibilities here, and you have so much talent in there ready to come up in nxt it's it's you know it makes sense for her to move on to raw or smackdown um but yeah that's that's an awesome addition uh to the to the title picture there in nxt i love that and uh man i mean they've they've done a great job with some of these names uh travis banks is one that was on the show tonight there's a lot of names that like just haven't been used on some other places like nxt uk that they're kind of cycling through and they're really using You know, it's only been a couple months now. They're really using NXT the full uh, to the full effect here to kind of showcase some of this younger talent before it moves on to to one of the bigger shows. Uh, If I'm AEW, don't you guys run a Christmas and a New Year's show, even if it's like in an empty arena? Like, you got two weeks to steal. Like, people are gonna be want to watching wrestling. You know, maybe maybe not on christmas day but maybe you record it and watch it the next day or later that night once the family goes to sleep or something um, you could have two weeks here where there's no i mean i'm sure they're going to be showing like a, a best of the year type of matches uh, uh shows like that but uh, AEW could really capitalize and steal some viewers here i don't know what the what their plan is for either of them but um we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks here i know i think AEW's is running a show on the on new year's day right
3: Mm uh i don't know i'd have to look it up real quick to uh to see but yeah they could even for like christmas they could do a taped show you know it doesn't necessarily have to be live if you want to give uh yeah if you want to give all the wrestlers you know christmas off you could tape it a couple of days from now and still have something to run on christmas
2: yeah they show. are yeah they're not going to be on next week but they'll be on january 1st they're doing a live show um so yeah AEW live on on uh january 1st New Year's day
0: yeah i like it i like it um Alright, let's go outside the well, I wanted I did want to say inside our inside the squared circle segment sponsored by Chalkline. You can use code Chick there for fifteen percent off of your order. Uh they have a ton of new stuff dropping like almost every single day. And uh I just saw Sheena post on her Instagram they're coming out with a rowdy piper jacket which looks pretty badass. So uh always a bunch of new stuff there. And uh Seth was, was part of uh, partnering with them to get us our Chick Foley show jackets, which uh, I wore the other day out to a toy show, which was uh, people were commenting me left and right, so definitely check them out, chalkline.com. Let's go outside. Yeah, I just want to say,
3: they they really do love you guys, because like, you know, when I initially reached out to them, I I had a little relationship with the guy that runs the company, but I thought i just wanted to pay them it was something i wanted to do as you guys is like my treat you know get these uh jackets made for you guys just had just commission them to design them and actually make them and stuff and all i had to do was ask a question and they took it from there they said wow. they'd be happy to do it to you guys you know for free of charge it was that's their awesome. pleasure for all the all the support you guys show and just all the really all the business you guys bring them also yeah it's cool man
0: you know it's uh people helping people man that's the best thing yep. about the wrestling community sometimes um outside the squared circle there's a bunch of cool stuff here on the uh on the wwe network that we need to get into one of them being the second episode of the broken skull sessions with goldberg marco i know you were excited about this one did you watch this yet
2: i did watch it i watched it like right after tlc because i was like kind of like wide awake so i actually stayed up and watched did you guys get to watch it at all or I have not the only uh yeah,
3: the only extra wrestling I've watched in the last week was uh, I went back and watched W C W uncensored nineteen uh ninety eight, I think. But um, yeah, we haven't we've been so busy that we haven't had a chance to sit down and watch any of the newer stuff that's coming out. We've just been able to put some old stuff on in the back, in the background.
2: Yeah, so they um yeah, if you listen to uh any of the like um any of the eighty three weeks like shows where they, they talk about like Goldberg and stuff like that, and like uh, it's pretty like he's he it's Whatever Eric Bischoff says about him is pretty like in line um, when it comes to like him, how he started and like um, him starting the power plant and all that stuff and him being green and he even says it on the broken scale he's like he's still green he's still like he, he still doesn't um, like really know that he's like that he's like uh, like a skilled wrestler or anything like that he's still learning and stuff like that but it was a pretty cool episode it was um, they talked about their comparisons and stuff like that. And how like when they're back in the day during that, uh, whole Monday night war, they'd be like in their respective airports and they'd get called each other's name. So like Stone Cold would be walking and someone would go, Oh my God, that's Goldberg. And then Goldberg would be somewhere else. and be like, Oh my God, that's stone cold. So like they kind of joked about that. Um, he, uh, Goldberg, he, they, he did mention that he felt like he was like a, a carbon copy, just like a copycat stone cold. Um, which was, and then Stone Cold like kind of questioned. He's like, "You actually believe that?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, I, "I think they like pretty much created me to like you know be your counterpart essentially," which I thought was pretty cool. When he actually admitted to that. Um, he did. He talked about like his history and how he you know his his football career and stuff like that. And um, he, uh, I think I got cut twice, um, which is pretty brutal if you are if that's your life is is football and. You get on two teams and they both cut you at two times. Yeah. And he he basically was like, I don't know what to do. So obviously wrestling was the the next best thing. Got into that. Um, and he uh, Stone Cold actually complimented him on, on his first very first match, um, where he just basically just buries out. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Hugh Morris. Hugh <laughs> Morris. That's right. Yeah. So he uh So he basically like they actually show the match like they're they're watching it together. Him and Stone Cold. Oh, and Stone cool. Cold like and he's like. Stone Cold's like, I'm going to grade you right now. He's like, so, like, just as an intimidation factor of Goldberg, he's just – there's no, like – he just stands there in the corner. He doesn't, like – he's not, like, playing to the crowd or anything. He just – he stands there. They announce him. He squashes Hugh Morris, and that was it. Stone goes like – he's like, I actually – he actually thought that was a great debut, and a lot of people would think that's, like, things opposite of that, Um, which I was kind of surprised that he actually thought that was a uh, great thing. But the funny thing I thought was uh, Stone Cold was actually just – drinking his own beer during the whole show. Oh no. He has <laughs> so cold IPA. Um, Goldberg I don't think he's much of a drinker so he didn't drink that much or anything like that but um he uh, so basically long story short he he did get into the the WrestleMania match that he had with uh, Brock Lesnar and he said that was the first time ever that he's ever been happy in a wrestling ring his whole career. When was it? Yeah, when it was? When he faced uh, Brock Lesnar at uh WrestleMania last 33. WrestleMania 33. Yeah, he said that was a very first time he actually was able to like take in the crowd and like actually be happy to be in that position. He was like the the whole all the years he was wrestling, he did he didn't he wasn't he wasn't happy about it at all. He he just didn't feel like he belonged. Like he felt like an outcast. So Cold said the same thing. He was kind of like the same way. And um, they actually show footage of him like like hugging Triple H before he goes out to his um, out for the match, and he's like smiling and having a good time and stuff like that. And people thought. Like, he was not going to perform well because normally he's in the back, walking back and forth, you know, like, not talking to anybody, just getting into the zone. And this time around, he's just like, oh, I'm going to have fun. This is my last match, so let's see let's see how it goes. So, obviously, it was, pretty a, cool. it was a pretty decent match. I didn't hate it. Yeah, um, I
3: love that match, man. I think uh, I, I put that – I mean, I'm a little bit biased because I, I was there for that one, but I, I think yeah. it's between that and uh, – the one, two, three kid versus Owen Hart from King of The Ring ninety four for like my all time favorite, like five minute long match. Like yeah, I thought both those matches just rocked. Um it was nonstop intensity from the opening bell. Um one thing, you know, I always get annoyed when people say Goldberg was a stone cold copycat. Yeah, I was surprised I don't see to see him admit that. Yeah. See, I always yeah. thought he was a sham uh, you know, obviously he looks alike. They were, you know, black trunks and Ball yeah. to to But at, at the time, I remember as a kid, I thought Goldberg was like a Ken Shamrock ripoff because Shamrock <laughs> was, you know, probably like the top mid-card babyface, I guess, back in, you know, late 97, uh, 98 in, in WWE. And uh, th- so that's what I thought the whole time when I saw him. I was like, oh, now WCW's got their own like Ken Shamrock type guy. Um, yeah, because he never, you know, Goldberg never even talked for yeah. his first year. Oh, and that was what Steve Austin, what you know, he was known for was all his shit talking.
2: Yeah, yeah, he um, he basically he he kind of he, he kind of elaborated. He was just Stone Cold was just like, yeah, he was like, I didn't. He was like, no. he was like, we wanted to kill each other back in the day, like that, because they were at war. He was like, so like they like if they were to be in the same like in 98, 99 if they were in the same vicinity, they probably would have like came to blows. Essentially, that's how like <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's how they that's how they portrayed it anyway. But um, Stone Cold was like, I don't think you were, I didn't think you were a copycat of me at all. He was like, We look similar, obviously. They show like a side by side picture of both of them, like both wearing the black trunks, both both wearing like the, you know, the elbow pads and the knee pads and stuff like that. He's like, but he's like, I didn't see that. And Goldberg was like he, he he felt he was a copycat of So, cool, which I thought was kinda he kinda like <laughs> like kinda like echoed whatever the fans are saying essentially. Mm. Which is, I thought it was kinda funny. But yeah, no, overall it was a good show. I I really I I like the Broken Skull sessions. I think like I said, I think it's more of like a free form type of interviewing as opposed to just him asking questions it's like he lets he lets the other person talk and then he just jumps in so like that so yeah yeah hey, uh, circling
3: back to the the most important thing from uh your recap there marco have you been able to find broken skull ipa on the shelves there in, in massachusetts i know it's one of the first places on the east coast it started to get a uh, distribution from el segundo
2: yeah so they started showing up places um I think I, I, it was a couple months back when I, I think I said on the show, I actually got a, I was able to get a case. After that, can't find them anywhere around here. They're yeah. like, <laughs> they're gone. Cause I was gonna, I think we talked about after the show, I was gonna yeah. try to, I have a, I have a buddy that, um, he's a, he's like an IPA guy. He's just like, tries all different ones. He ships them out. He does all that stuff. So I was gonna have him ship out some for Phil and Gina, not, you know, and, um, yeah. That I can't find them anywhere. They're, were they, uh,
3: they were they cans or were they the the twenty two ounce bottles that that were on the shelves there?
2: No, they were the cans. Nice. they were the cans.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I used to go to I used to go to California on like a semi regular basis for work. And anytime I went, I would always go to uh, I'd go up to El Segundo and actually hit the brewery and you know fill up half a suitcase full of it and bring it back because uh-huh. I'm not a huge IPA fan, but I love I love uh, Broken Skull IPA. It's just really good. It's a really smooth IPA. Yeah,
2: no, it's it's really. If you're like if if you're an IPA person, and you want to like try an IPA, it would definitely, I would yeah, definitely it's, recommend Broken Skull, because it's, it's almost like it's an IPA light. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it, it's still, it has that buzz still of an IPA. It's still whatever percent alcohol, but it's smooth enough where you're, you don't notice it. Which is
0: probably a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, one of our Twitter followers let me know he was going to grab me a four pack, and I completely forgot his name, so I don't know how to get in contact with him. So if you're <laughs> listening to this and you want to send us some, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, we're PayPal ready, and we'll dr- definitely drink it here on the show. Uh, Seth, you motivated me last week to just stock the fridge. I used to have a bunch of IPAs, and like I would get through like one of them. Uh, while i was doing the show I, I stocked the fridge today with a bunch of ml, ML lights and uh they're going down oh, smooth yeah. man you know it's like you know Can't sometimes it, you just man. forget you got to get back to what what <clears throat> works you know get back to the classics
3: i was on craft beer hard for like two years man like that was all i drank, and then i don't know i guess i think it may have been like shortly after brett after our son was born i think i kind of switched it back to the lights because you get it's easy to get your buzz kind of like right where you want it and then just just maintain when you're yeah. on uh on Miller Lite, but uh, or on you know, really any light beer, but yeah, with IPAs, uh, you can get pretty uh, pretty messed up if you keep uh, and keep pushing it on those.
0: Some there's there's uh, I don't know about you guys, but like there's a ton of breweries here in, in Maryland now. There's there's some there's some four packs in my stores, for like eighteen ninety nine for like a four pack. I'm like yeah, I cannot I ridiculous. cannot do this, man. That's like almost an elite figure. I'm just drinking down. So uh, yeah, I'll just I'll I'll pay like twelve bucks for like thirty beers. That's fine.
3: My game plan now, if we go to like you know Harris Teeter or Whole Foods, I'll I'll load up on the Miller Lite and then I'll pick out like a sixer of something else interesting that I yeah. want to try and kind of just sprinkle that in because I do still enjoy the craft beer. But uh, but yeah, just you know you get more bang for your buck sticking with the uh, with the classics.
0: All right, so that's that's been beer talk. That was our segment beer talk brought to you in part by Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah we're yeah you guys need an official uh beer sponsor we, need a, a we do need a beer sponsor also, so.
0: yeah yeah miller light we're standing by um uh, a couple new signings uh here on the script marco i, I know i saw this about the street profit signing a multi-year contract and it looks like new day did as well so a couple uh awesome very marketable tag teams that are going to be sticking around for a lot of years that's that's always good to uh good to see
2: yeah, um, yeah. Uh, if you actually listen to the uh, New Day podcast this this past week, they actually spoke about like um, Xavier Woods, which I'm kind of surprised that he. I mean, I'm not surprised that he resigned, but like, just a just a, it was kind of like a somber podcast because they were talking about like injuries and stuff like that. And he was like basically saying he's not sure when he's coming back because oh, wow. it could be like it could be a like obviously the Achilles tear is like probably like one of the worst injuries oh, to recover from. Easy, yeah, yeah. Look at Amber Moon. Um, same type of injury, and she hasn't been back at all she's she's on backstage I believe recently, but yeah he he's basically saying they basically talk about like what goes through your mind and like how you feel left out and and all this stuff and like big e actually chimed in and said when he was injured he was only gone for six weeks, but like that whole when they did like the big o big o and he big, oh uh, yeah. Over, yeah took over yeah, he said he felt like slighted he felt like he he didn't he didn't like that at all he was just like I felt like oh, I could be easily replaced if you guys wanted to, <laughs> being on the yeah. sidelines. So, like, Xavier Woods basically said the same thing. Like, you know, I'm on the sidelines right now. He's like, you guys are, you know, keeping my name alive and well. He's like, but, I mean, just something like that. You could easily – you could put someone else in his spot if, if they needed. If they wanted the a third member, they could probably do that. I'm not sure if they would do that, but that's the mentality that he's going to. But, um, but I'm actually – Kind of surprised he resigned, or they all resigned. So I'm assuming he has high hopes of coming back. Um, I think he said nine months to a year is probably that. And so that's a long. He's going to miss like literally all of next year, which is kind of. I'm kind of curious of what they're going to do with uh, Biggie and and Kofi. If they're going to keep the titles on them, if they're going to like let them do a little singles run and then come back together or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if you listen to one of the, they did a um, podcast about the the list of names. That they had before the new day. Did you hear that
0: one? No,
2: I'm dying to to listen to that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they they did joke. I think I brought up in like the chat. They joked about a couple of names that Biggie liked, and he said, "When I turn on you guys, (laughs) I'm going to use this name." He's like, "When I team up," he's like, "When I take the Street Profits, it's going to be me and the Street Profits, and I'm going to use this name. It's going to be the new faction when I turn when I turn heel." It's it was hilarious, but yeah, you got to listen to it. It's a really good show, actually. It's like you said, it's just three dudes. riffing about stuff but yeah the last episode if you don't want to cry or be sad i want to listen to the uh the injury one
3: the good thing for xavier woods man that guy's so talented i could totally see him still just staying in the mix while he's doing his recovery you know i could see him yeah. being a uh, a really good commentator or like a backstage correspondent or they could even just use him on the network you know he's often oh, he's got an awesome uh awesome youtube channel with his gaming show up up down down yeah and i could see him doing any hosted things like that on the network so i think he's got a ton of value to the company even if he's not um even if he's not wrestling and maybe once he gets you know in like halfway decent shape he could just be like a manager for the new day until he's ready to get ba- get back in the ring that's a good call true
0: yeah yeah i mean i uh I could see them split maybe after WrestleMania. You put Big E on one show and Kofi on the other and don't have them like have it like a split, but just do some single stuff and then, you know, it'd be an awesome, cool reunion. Like, you know, a year from now, all three of them come back on one brand and, and give us a little break from them as tag team champs. Cause it's, it is kind of getting a little bit old, but, uh, in, in a good way, of course, uh, you have here on the script, any predictions for, uh, the WWE network and, uh, wwe podcast for 2020 i'm pretty surprised that they're stopped. i don't know what happened with the conrad thompson thing i was hoping that was going to come back to the network as kind of like yeah. a, a video version of their podcast but I, it's probably tough with uh bruce pritchard working there now and um i guess conrad's
3: not- got a really uh really close relationship with all the AEW guys you yeah. know he's running starcast in line with True. all their big events so yeah probably yeah. just got a little uh probably got a little complicated
0: on that relationship And then uh, I guess we're not going to get any more of uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins figured out. I guess they're not going to bring that back. I know those guys. Oh really? Yeah, those guys still do like some fig hunting videos on their YouTube, which is cool. You should check out. But I guess they're not going to. You know, I'm surprised. Like, what is like? I don't know how you would you know judge ratings on a a service like WWE Network because people aren't like, people can't. You know, it's just hard to find stuff. First off, when there's new things on there, they don't always. It doesn't always pop up. Like, when you go on Netflix right now, I can probably tell you the three things that are going to pop up there because it's the three newest movies that they've come out with. It's a fucking Ryan Reynolds movie that they keep trying to make me watch. Um, Yeah, there's a a ton of good... Like you said, there's
3: a ton of awesome stuff on the network that's never received, like, any promo whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, stuff you kind of just stumble into, and you're like, geez, I wish I would have known this has been on here for six months.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't do a very good job, but that's one of the... uh, Me and Sheena did a Patreon episode about kind of ways to fix the network. And that was one of the things like, you know, just rotate that stuff on the main page, just put like a big, you know, Netflix is just set up so well. We're just kind of spoiled by it. same thing with Disney plus, but, uh, as far as podcasts, I don't know. I would love to see a former wrestler kind of get on and do, I don't know, not the same thing as uh as the Bruce Pritchard show, but you know, just something kind of like that that maybe maybe an ECW get Joey Styles on there and just have him do like an ECW. Pod. That's the one thing that we don't have Conrad covering on his network of podcasts. So that w- that could be cool. What do you think, Seth?
3: Yeah, or instead of Joey Styles, why don't we go to the man himself and get Paul Heyman on there? You know, we know he's got the gift to gab and there's got to be nobody that knows the ins and outs of ECW better than him, but I know he's probably got his hands full running Raw every week. Um i would be interested to see, you know, you mentioned the Major Brothers, if they try to fold them in and make them an official part of the the podcast network. Those guys obviously do a great job with their show every week and have built a big following. So um, it seems like that'd just be a natural fit. Um, Yeah, and then maybe, uh, like you said, I think there's, uh, going back to the stuff about the network, I think they could, there's a lot of room on the network for, like, uh, just uh, not necessarily figure specific, just a show just about all the old merch, you know, the classic merch from the 80s and 90s. And and then you could include the uh, figures with that also.
0: Oh yeah, that I I would love to see that warehouse that they have that has the archive. Yeah. of of all the old stuff, man. I mean, you could just put. I mean, I would watch that for days and days. Yeah, that's a good call. What do you think, Marco?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, think like I just circle back to the Miz. I think he'd have actually like it, it, he'd be a good podcast because um, I know he's into, like, sports and stuff like that, so I think they could do something, like, where they have that, like, Fox connection. They can do something where, like, he, like, interviews, like, athletes and, like, things like that. I think that'd be pretty cool if they did something like that. Um, as far as legends, I'd like to see, like, like a rotating type of legends thing. Just, like, have a different, like, or have, like, one legend interview, like, like, have, like, Mick Foley do a podcast and have him interview, like, Jake the Snake or, like, like um, try to get like rick the model martel or like some of those like some of those guys that you don't really hear from anymore just like an update on what they're doing and like how yeah. it was back in the day kind of like how the uh the aren't um
0: you're breaking up uh, marco you're breaking up you there well, we might have lost him. Did we lose Marco? I think we lost him. I was thinking it'd be cool. Like you got all these guys at your disposal. What if you had? What if you had Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon just <laughs> watching that ladder match from WrestleMania ten? Uh, like just sitting there, and uh, they're just like doing commentary for it. Like a DVD commentary, like you could do that with some big name matches. Like,
3: yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. Stone Cold's done that on his show a couple of times. I know he did. Uh, he did one with him and Bret Hart were both on there, oh, and wow. uh, basically did like director's commentary the WrestleMania 13 match. Um, he did one by himself with his match with the Rock at WrestleMania 17. But yeah, I've been saying that for years. They should add that to to the network. You know, it'd be such an easy thing to do. It'd be you know, low production costs. Just throw the match on. And have the guys right there like you said just like the old director's commentary tracks on dvd it'd be it'd be awesome
0: marco you back well i think we lost marco. hello yeah are you there what
2: yeah happened? i'm here
0: yeah but it's not like you were underwater
2: oh okay hold on how's it sound now you're
0: good now whatever you whatever you said about, cool. whatever you, you're still playing bongos but whatever you said about the network we didn't hear any of that stuff but oh no all right that's fine no <laughs> big deal <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll clear it up in post-production. <laughs> um,
2: I think it's time to Use get in. it. the Sheenotron.
0: T- yeah, get the Sheenatron on it. She'll, she'll clean it up. Uh, let's go into our Go Figure segment. This is sponsored in part by Ringside Collectibles.
3: We go money talk, talk. Here comes the money.
0: All right, This is our weekly segment, our Go Figure segment, where myself, and not Sheena, but Seth and Marco let you know what items we purchased, uh, whether it be wrestling figures, merchandise, and everything in between. Uh, as I mentioned, this is brought to you in part by our good friends over at uh, Ringside Collectibles. You can use code Foley there for 10% off of your order. Uh, they definitely have some good sales going on here as we get into the home stretch for Christmas, but uh, let's start with our new uh, co-host Seth Phelps, the heel husband. What what did you guys get this week? Anything?
3: Uh, so first off, yeah, thanks again to Ringside Collectibles. Yesterday they they FedExed over a little pre-Christmas uh, care package It had Elite seventy four in there. So those are some really awesome figures. Um, the Goldberg, especially seeing that one in person, really kind of blew my mind. Like they just they keep getting better and better on this uh, with these True FX face scans um it it just it looks like a little you know they shrunk goldberg down and put him in a box and it looks perfect I, i'm not a big fan of goldberg's wwe run from 2003 and 2004 so i'm not actually gonna make that a permanent addition to our collection but um but it is a awesome awesome figure definitely the best goldberg figure they've done so far if you're just judging the uh the figure itself um so yeah elite 74 was cool and then uh we went back you know went in the wayback machine on ebay and uh picked up elite 10 ted dibiase jr that was uh he was actually the last guy we needed and we now have at least one of every single person that has an elite we have at least uh at least one of their figures um so that was the the last one out of all that there it's been over like 300 people that have had elites and uh yeah he was the absolute last one we got every
0: single person who's ever had an elite
3: Every person that has had an elite, we have at least one of them. There's no, uh, there's no elite that we don't have.
0: Holy shit! Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, wow. Teddy Piatec
3: Jr. was the last one on wow. the, uh, the, the, the the wish list.
0: Okay, that's good to know. What uh, what about what about you, Marco? Anything you picked up this week? Your, your, store, um, your stores have not had been very fruitful on huh? either of you guys. Have not? Have you guys either of you seen uh, Gorilla or um, Casazzoneo in your stores? the last three
3: days i've hit there because uh, i've been um usually uh my job is like 10 minutes away from where we live at so there's kind of only like the walmart here by our house but i've been working all the way across town for the last month um and so the last couple of days i've been able to i just i've been getting out early and i've been hitting every walmart between here and home so i've hit four walmarts each the last three days and uh I've the there was one on Monday that had like four elites. The last two days I haven't seen an elite on the pegs. Like I said, that's hitting four different Walmarts wow. both days. Yeah, it's it's been very dry. Um, I uh found a Zeb Coulter from 2013 basic on the uh on the pegs at one Walmart um which it was actually gone the very next day. So I don't know if oh, damn, I don't know if that really? thing had been hidden for a while and I just showed up right after it uh, popped out, but yeah, somebody definitely got that thing the next day or or maybe I guess it's possible an employee found it and just took it off the pegs. But I like to imagine there's some big Zeb Coulter fan out there that <laughs> had been waiting for that moment. And Finally, but yeah, it's been dry. So I've been pounding the pavement for Gorilla um, Cassius. I think he may be, be a victim of the the dreaded distribution problems because you guys know I'm like the the eBay warrior. I've been keeping close tabs on it, and he's been dry on eBay. There haven't even been anyone new showing up. And if you uh, if you go on the figure forums, I don't know if you guys. Keep up with those hardcore, not. I may be the only one that's really that nerdy to, to check those on a daily basis. A lot of people, a lot of targets have been getting um, Elite Seventy-One cases with no cash or, or Page in there, so I'm not sure what the deal is. But, <laughs> but people have posted videos of like popping open cases at Target with uh, neither one of the chases in there. So, and, and like I said, judging off the supply off eBay, there's definitely something going on with Casas. So i'm keeping my eyes on it i'm starting to get resigned you know i'd have a hard time spending over 40 bucks for a cassius ono figure but um i'm starting to think that may be what i gotta do because i don't want it to end up being like a harley race situation we were, we were lucky enough to get harley race for retail um, kind of like when it was first hitting there was a you know a good brother that i'm friends with ended up hooking us up well, this was gonna end up being like you know arguably the hardest to find elite ever so i don't know i got a feeling uh this cash is may end up going down that same path we'll see but yeah it's definitely been very dry for us uh you know hitting the hitting the pavement the last few days
0: yeah but uh before you go marco i i went to a walmart or a target i think it was you know, target yeah and they had got they had like 24 on pop finder so i stopped in there and they like, oh, go, we still haven't loaded the truck. We'll come back, you know, around one. So I came back. So I'm like, oh, this has to be like, uh, you know, one of the newer series. And it was, it was 71. It was doubled up. There was two Jeff Hardy's and two John Cena's. There was no page, no Ono. Oh and I actually tweeted at the guys from Mattel. Like, Hey, is this like a, is this still in distribution? And, uh, action figure attack on Twitter. Uh, who's a great follow. Let me know that there's, yeah, they're still, they're still out there, but, um, I've heard that from multiple people on a lot of Facebook groups. So uh that's that's not a good sign. Uh, I don't know why there would be some that do have them and some that don't. Um but uh you know, I don't know it's Mattel to blame, I don't know who's to blame. Uh, I I don't know what to believe, but um you know, keep keep looking out there. I'm I'm lucky to have found one, one of the, the the good brothers found me one. I wasn't able I've never seen uh live in person on the pegs or anything either. So uh, it's been pretty rare. What about uh, what about you, Marco? You pick up anything?
2: Um, yeah. So um, yeah, my, my targets are starting to roll out the seventy ones. I uh, haven't seen anything at all, like as far as like the chase figures, just like this, the Jeff Hardy's and all that stuff. But um, um, I did pick up uh, the figure figure arts the the Triple H, the Rock, and nice. Stone Cold off of um, when uh I was having that. Um, the sale there so grabbed all three of those to finish out the um, the the collection that uh, Sheena sent me she sent me the Brothers of Destruction so now I have all of them together um, I was fortunate enough today to uh, pick up the, not pick up but actually order the uh, WWE Masters of the Universe, the rest of the figures because um, I already had the the collection with John Cena and Triple H so that was pretty awesome shout out to Mike Lanham for throwing that up in our uh, private Facebook group. Um, that was pretty awesome. I jumped right at the chance to add those there. I think, Phil, did you end up getting
0: that? Yeah, so I bought uh, yeah. the, the Finn Balor like a week or two ago, and today I just I yeah. saw it, in, and Mike posted it, and by the time I checked it, it was gone, or I was like, eh, let me give it a minute, and it was like they were all sold out in an hour, and they all came back in, so I grabbed the uh, Ultimate Warrior uh so i have the ring with two uh with the cena and the triple h uh come in. my mom had bought that at her walmart she works there so that was that was a nice hookup and um uh finn balor and ultimate Warrior. those are probably the only ones i'm gonna get from that series i'm not too concerned i mean i say that now i'll probably end up getting all of them i don't know why <laughs> I, I don't know why i just didn't buy them when i uh when they came up on the website but i don't think anyone's seen them actually in stores yet so uh uh, I don't know if no, you guys have. I don't think anybody nope. that I know has. So uh, we'll see if they ever do. Uh, more uh, distribution problems. So uh, I know I, I see people complaining about the, uh, the exclusives and the, the distribution. It's just, you know, we, it's the, what we got to deal with to, to collect this stuff. So uh, there's there's always ways around it. There's always websites. Uh, you, you know, I hate to toot our own horn, but we're pretty good about tweeting out and, fa- and Facebooking and putting stuff on there. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, and you're listening to this, uh, episode right now, a uh, dollar a month and, um, anything we find, if I, if I find a link to, you know, ricochet going up at Walmart, I'm posting it to all our folks on Facebook first before I post it on any other, you know, social media. So, um, uh, and then if somebody here finds something in the stores, we're always willing to help each other out. Uh, so, uh, it's been, it's been a pretty good thing. So yeah, I have, I did buy those. Do you have anything else, Marco, to report on?
2: No, that's that's pretty much it. That was my uh, that was my uh, my uh, purchase for the week.
3: Yeah, hey, uh, one more thing on these distribution problems. So I just checked again. As of right now, there is not one Cassius Ono available on eBay uh, in the what? states. There's a handful. Yeah, there's a handful from Canada because we know Toys R Us up in Canada had them um, on their website for a little bit. But yeah, there's not one um, American-based Cassius Ono on eBay right now. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm starting to get a little. Uh, a little nervous about this thing i may have to you know up my uh, my salary cap for this figure and uh get it next time one pops up because i got
0: a feeling this thing <laughs> maybe uh this might be one of those ones that goes up in value I'm trying i've been trying to find it for you guys man i'm like dying and I, I get you know this the the more weeks that go by it's like uh it's pretty crazy so, so no one's even selling man that's not a good sign
3: yeah, because it seemed like it was hit, you know, I guess maybe it was, I don't know if it was like early last month or what. It seemed like it, there was like, you know, maybe a week or two week period where I was seeing people finding it on the pegs and stuff. And it's just been dry. You know, I haven't seen Instagram posts of people finding him or Paige or anything. So I don't know if maybe all of them, they sent too many of them up to, to Canada or, or what the deal is. But uh, there's definitely something going on because Gorilla has been wonderful. I've been seeing the price on eBay has dropped. Like he's selling for around 50 bucks now. He was going for like 100 bucks last week. So. I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, all the different WalMarts getting those sets in stock. So I, I don't think he's going to be that very challenging. But uh, yeah, Ko is, uh, you know, he's missing an action right now.
0: Yeah, I, I found the uh, the Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, I think it might have been since we last recorded. I found that and uh, the Roderick Strong, the Buddy Murphy uh, Chase. But uh, I put a bid on for one of the gorillas on uh, eBay for like it was like at forty bucks. I put a bid for like forty or forty one and uh so uh, it was was like two days before it ended so i was like oh this is gonna go way up so then i got outbid like a you know a couple hours before the thing ended at like 44 dollars and that's what it ended at i was like oh god i should have checked i should have checked it's like one of those those things that ended like you know one in the morning or something like i don't know when people like post stuff to ebay at the wrong times it just the 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 bidding ends at a weird time but uh you know I would have definitely jumped on that and found it for somebody but yeah those prices are coming down looks like the sold listings for for Azono, there's some 60 79 75 uh 40 49 jesus I would have jumped on that but yeah I don't know why Canada's getting so many uh up there they are getting a lot of the page and uh, the Cashasono ones but uh
3: well, it was available it was on toysrus.com canada for a while but uh uh, they don't, unfortunately they don't ship to the state
0: so yeah um let me see here I went to a toy show over the weekend uh with my with the good brother double click figs on instagram you can follow him double k l i q figs and uh he had heard about it I had no idea what to expect i'd never been to a you know it was pretty big it's where we have kind of the maryland state fair here and uh ton ton of toys a lot of older stuff um some good wrestling stuff there were some uh some good stuff, MOC. I bought the, uh, I got one item. I got the Ninja Superstars uh, Macho Ma- Michelangelo as Macho Man, uh, which I've been uh, keeping an eye on on eBay. So I found it there. I think it was like 20 or 25 bucks. And uh, I decided to start a Macho Man collection of all the random uh, Macho Mans, like, you know, one from the Hasbros, one I'm going to go back and get the LJN get the wcw glue i want that new uh i think in series two of the masters of the universe are coming out with a macho man so that'll be cool so uh a little bit of everything with that um i did pick up let me pull up the script here what i did uh you guys sent me the elias and the triple h and the daniel Bryan from that elite 70 what's that elite 72 uh i think that was 73 73 73 yeah so yep. i have those in my possession here uh natalia from 74 uh i got that I pre-ordered that from ringside and that came in the mail so that looks pretty nice and uh that's a that's about it uh i've been stocking up on all the retros from um from five below I've kind of built a third set of those for my son to play with eventually i don't know when i'll give those to him but uh I'm kind of uh, slowing down a little bit. We do have, um, let's go through our the rumored lineups here for 76 and 77, and then we'll get into each of our top 10 uh, lists for figures of 2019. So uh, I posted this onto our Twitter earlier today. Elite 76 is rumored to be John Cena, Braun Strowman, Tucker and Otis from Heavy Machinery. Uh, Christian is the Chase. Uh, in the Brood outfit, and uh, Lacey Evans. So, uh, Seth, I'll start with you. What do you think of this Elite 76 rumored lineup?
3: Um, I don't really think there's anything they could do with Braun that would uh, get me excited for that. Um, Cena, maybe if it's the, the return of the Doctor of Economics from WrestleMania, that'd be cool, but uh, that's the only Cena I'm really, I'd am really, i really be interested in right now. Um, the other four are all definite, keep, definite keepers. I've been a big fan of... Uh, heavy machinery we actually saw them in a dark match before they were even really a thing um at an nxt show in orlando a few years back and uh so we've been big so that you know we definitely they got over with us um just seeing them that first time up not knowing anything about the guys and we've been uh been really big fans of them ever since so i'm excited to get figures of those guys uh lacey evans yeah should be pretty cool and then who is the other one who was the fourth one? Christian? Oh, the christian, christian. chase yeah that would be awesome yeah because we have a. Uh, we have Edge in a couple of his looks from the the brood days. And then uh, our guy, the Mad Reaper, the best uh, figure customizer in the world. He made us an awesome custom Gangrel Elite. So once we get that Christian, uh, we'll be able to have an awesome uh, brood in, in figure form. Uh,
0: yeah, that Gangrel is pretty badass. I remember Sheena posting photos of that. Uh, rumored lineup for 77. Elite 77 is AJ Styles finally. Get AJ Styles elite. Oh, we need that. Yeah, need he, that in my life. Uh, I don't we know need what. One. Other, I don't know how many other colors they can make of that, but we'll see. Ronda Rousey, uh, the Bray uh, Bray Wyatt the Fiend, which we, we don't know if that's going to be a two pack or if it's going to be just uh, just the Fiend character. Uh, Visera. Uh, Rick Rude. I haven't said the name Vissera in a long fucking time. That was that felt weird to say. Rick Rude is the chase. I think he has the uh, the Ultimate Warrior pants from WrestleMania, or uh, no, that was SummerSlam '90, I believe. SummerSlam '90. Well, I think this is the one from. Uh, so we've already got Rick Rude from SummerSlam '90. I think this is going to be the
3: one from their match at WrestleMania Five. Oh 25. really? oh Okay. Yeah. SummerSlam ninety Rick Rude that one got released in the uh the Legend set the Legend series. a long okay. time ago, yeah.
0: And uh Miss Elizabeth, which is a odd callback. I don't know what they'll do with that. I'm thinking maybe Mega Powers, but uh I'm you- hoping NWO Liz. That'd be cool. Yeah, what do you what do you think about seventy seven? Obviously the Fiend is gonna be possibly the best selling wrestling figure of all time. What do you I mean, how would it not be? Yeah,
3: the Fiend is gonna be uh Tough to find, you know, I'm glad that they're making it just, uh, if, you know, if this rumored lineup holds true and it's just in the the main line, it's not a chase because it was a chase. Yeah, I think that would have the chance to be, you know, I think that would smash all eBay records for for figure prices, at least at the start. But yeah, it sounds like a cool line, you know, anytime we get flashbacks, I'm always happy because as much as I love the current product, you know, I'm still, uh, you know, I still get most excited about the flashback figures. So huge Rick Rude fan. Anytime we get another Rude. Um, I'm all for it and yeah, hopefully they do something understand with Liz like you said uh, uh, If it's not going to be the classic mega powers Liz, then I, I just hope we get you know late 90s NWO Liz
0: All right, let's get into it. Let's get into our top 10 figures of 2019 We suggest that you guys hit us up with your list uh, We'll ask all our folks in the Facebook group, but also on Twitter Instagram We want to hear your list and if maybe there's a figure that we didn't mention on our list Hey, it happens. There's a lot that came out this year. Uh, We definitely want to hear your input on those, so hit us up. All right, so this is our top 10 lists for 2019. We each did our own separate list. I don't know if we'll eventually, once we talk to Sheena, get a compiled list together. But uh, let's start with Marco. Marco, you can start with your top 10 list, and we can kind of just pick and choose. We can uh, say what we like, what we didn't like about your list, and then we'll kind
2: of read ours. All right, yeah, no problem. So, um, so at number ten, I have the uh, EC3 uh, from the Elite Seventy line. Um, I think that was. I think the face gun on That is pretty awesome. Um, it's pretty accurate with the with the body sculpt as well because the dude's jacked out of his mind. Um, <laughs> so those those no qualms there. Uh, number for number nine, I have the uh, Finn Balor Ultimate edition um i know there's like a ton of finn Balor's out there but i think that one was pretty awesome um as far as it's like the the articulation and things like that that's you can do all the weird poses that that demon finn Balor does which i thought was really awesome there um number eight um i have the jeff hardy elite 71 um mainly because of face scans they're all pretty amazing on it uh for number seven, I have the uh Velveteen Dream uh from Elite Sixty Seven. Um we had uh I, I actually watched a video on the making of that figure and it was it was pretty awesome how he how he picked like a certain outfit for it and you know uh we had a thing where we went back and forth about him retiring his outfits, so he only wears them once. Then he had another figure that uh, he came out with that he actually wore and then he didn't wear the outfit but then he did. But yeah, so that was uh, that's my number seven. Uh, number six, um, probably an unpopular opinion, but Randy Orton from Elite 67. Um, I really like that figure. I think it's an underrated figure for the most part um, that was released.
0: You're halfway through your list. I don't have a single one of these on my top ten. Seth, how about no. you? No.
3: Um. Yeah, I had Elite seventy one Jeff Hardy, but other than that, yeah, I, I was I was just thinking like, wow, we're gonna have some really unique yeah. lists. I was afraid we. Yeah. I was afraid we'd all three be repeating each other. It just no, shows no, how not.
0: many good figures came out this year because no, these yeah, are all. Definitely. I mean, you're naming these down. These are all great. I mean, the EC three one I didn't even think of. That's an awesome figure. These are these are great. Keep going. Yeah, I'm like
2: enamored with that figure. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just like it's it's for like a guy that they don't use, they really spend a lot of time on that <laughs> on that figure for some reason. Um, the what was I on six, so number five I'm on right now. Yeah. Uh, so number five I have what I right. I had uh the Rey Mysterio from the same series uh, from uh L- Elite Sixty Seven, the uh the the Cruiserweight. Uh, championship match between Eddie Guerrero. Um, I just like I, that's one of my favorite matches of all time. So I was automatically going to pick that as as it's one of great. My figures. Figures. Um, the uh, uh, what else? Uh, what am I on number four? Number four was the Ultimate Edition Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, oh, when I know, you actually? Like so. Yeah, so when you actually take it out, like I think he's—I think you he mentioned this last week on the show. When you actually for the non-MO for the non-MOC people out there, when you actually have the figure and see the the scans and the 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 figures, that's awesome out of the box. Like, if you're going to take one figure out of the box and you're an MOC collector, take that one out so you can appreciate it. Um, that one's amazing. And I'm a Shinsuke Nakamura fan, um, diehard fan anyway. Uh, that was that was my number four, right? on my own – yeah. Number yeah. Number yeah, three, number three um, is Johnny Gargano um, from Elite Seventy. Um, amazing, just amazing figure. Um, got the body type right. The um, the gear's insane. They have the hands, so you could do like the uh, the kind of like salute or the look out to the crowd that he does, which is pretty awesome. Um, the number two is going to be uh, Ricochet. Um, obviously, that's that's. Probably like one of the most popular figures that's that's hit right now, um, and my number one um, is going to be Macho Man SDCC, um, the Macho Man Slim Jim figure because it's 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 nostalgia feels it's it's our childhood. Uh, we grew up with the commercials and everything like that, um, and it's can I and I, it's also I'm going an to announce right now it's also going to be. Um, our giveaway of the new year. Um, So a lucky listener will actually have that in their possession. Uh, Details will be um, coming shortly on that. So that's a little announcement for you guys.
0: Yeah, we'll tweet it out. uh, Once we tweet out this episode, we just want people to spread the word about this. So we're going to ask you to uh, just... Retweet us and include a screenshot of you listening to this episode, and you'll be entered to win that. And uh, I'm sure that'll be on all three of our lists. But uh, I, uh, so that's your number one. You ran, you you ranked him in order. Yeah, yeah. My okay. number one is Z Macho Man. I didn't put them any kind of order, Seth. You can uh, you can go number two if you want. I'll back clean up.
3: Okay, so uh, yeah, so I got number ten. I got Elite seventy one, Jeff Hardy. I know that was on Marco's list also. Um, I kind, of, I kind of call that like the bonus Ultimate Edition figure. Just the amount of TLC that went into it, uh, the three um, head sculpts are all incredible. Um, it's just a really, really awesome figure. And like I said, I, I put it on level with, with the Ultimate Editions. Um, it's the best Jeff Hardy that M- Mattel has done as far as uh, the modern Jeff Hardys go. Um, I had number nine was the SDCC Macho Man. It's a really cool figure. Just the, I thought they nailed it. The whole concept with the packaging, all the accessories and everything was really awesome. Um, just being strictly a wrestling geek, it's probably not my favorite. I'd rather go with something like, you know, I, I know it's fun having a Slim Jim Macho, but, you know, I would have preferred, you know, like a really awesome figure for some historical wrestling moment. But it was cool for sccc exclusive. Next year, I hope they go back to more like the wacky gimmicks and stuff. Like the last few years, the SDCC exclusives have been, uh, you know, like Isaac Yankum, Shockmaster, Virgil. I'm a bigger fan of stuff like that as opposed to, uh, to to guys like Macho Man or Warrior that we get a ton of anyways. Um, But still, awesome figure nonetheless, so I got him number nine. Uh, Number eight, even though this wasn't necessarily one of the ten best figures of the year, I thought we still need to show a little bit of love to the basic line, and I think the best basic of the year was uh, basic 101 Sarah Logan. So I had her at number eight. I just thought that was a really awesome figure. I thought it was kind of of like an elite minus the articulation, just the amount of, of TLC they put into that one. Um, number seven was elite 70 finn balor we had a few awesome fins this year uh, i know marco had the ultimate edition on his list but i thought the the paint job was a little bit cool on this one it was from nxt uh takeover uk when he had his jack the ripper look going which i had for the longest time um i kind of thought that one was going to be off limits to mattel because you know it, it, we live in super pc culture and i thought you know people may be offended that you know fins dressing up as like a, a you know a serial killer or whatever but uh it's a really cool figure it looks really good out of the box because they nailed it the the paint job on his back and everything um so really like that one uh number six and number five are kind of tied together i think they're both um you can make a case for either one of them being the best female figure of all time but uh i got number six is elite 65 nia Jax. number five is the ultimate edition ronda rousey i think both of those figures are just awesome um like i said they just really uh capture both of those superstars perfectly and they're definitely two of uh i I think the two best female figures we've ever gotten number four uh same as marco I had shinsuke nakamura um he he nailed it on on the description on that one so i'll leave it at that uh number three so cool thing is my top three none of them were even on uh marco's list so again like you said Phil, i think that just points out what an awesome year for figures it's been so number three i had elite 64 pete dunn Again, I don't necessarily think that was one of the 10 best figures of the year, but just historically speaking, I think that's a very significant figure. Um, it's the 1st speed done we we've got, obviously, but it really kind of ignited this whole craze we've had this year of the, uh, the, the chase figures. You know, I think that's been the biggest development in the Mattel WWE line this year. He wasn't the first chase figure we had in Elite 63. There was Bob Backlund, but as cool as it was to finally get Mr. Backlund in the line, he wasn't really uh, moving the needle too much. You know, I think uh, he was, you know, somewhat easy to find. And like I said, just didn't generate a lot of excitement. But Pete Dunn, being an up and coming superstar with, you know, just unlimited, unlimited potential and being a really cool figure. That's what really got the hunt going. You saw those eBay prices were going for, you know, around 150 bucks uh, when it was first started to hit. And I think that uh, all the excitement he generated has really carried the, you know, has really kind of driven the the interest in the line this year. Number two, I had Elite sixty-eight Mabel. Um, again, I talked a lot about that figure last week. Just an awesome figure, a lot of unique parts. They just perfectly captured uh, Mabel from his brief uh, main event run back in nineteen ninety-five. And then number one, uh, the Brood Hardys. Oh, uh, it was one man. of the best ringside exclusive ever, and they just killed it. You know, it was an iconic look for these guys. Um, it was my favorite period of the Hardys. You know, that kind of ninety-nine through two thousand and one run. Um, and they're just awesome, you know. They really uh, knocked it out of the park. It just, it, it just really makes me want to play. That's the other thing. When I see those figures, like, I just want to play with them, you know what I mean? I know you're MOC guy, Phil, but as soon as I saw, like, the picture of those, I was like, man, I just want to get these in a ring and just, you know, have some matches with these guys. They just, they just look like a ton of fun, and uh, ringside just nailed it. So that's my top ten of 2019. Very good
0: stuff. What was number four? I missed it uh shinsuke i said same as marco yeah uh, the ultimate yes yeah okay that makes sense okay so i gotta i gotta put mine in order i have a couple honorable mentions one of them being pete dunn one of them being that Aleister black nxt uh i decided to put this one on here just because i, I love it it's probably one of my favorite female figures uh we have i have is the nxt ruby riot just the the tattoos on it look really awesome it's just a very detailed, I mean, they, like you said, the TLC that you put on that figure uh, was really, really cool. I have that uh, Brood Elite 2-Pack. I'm really surprised that Marco, as a uh, as a Jeff Hardy fan, didn't mention that. That's an awesome set of figures there, man. And um, we gave away one of those, a set of those earlier this year. I have put the Mustafa Ali, I guess he was just Ali at the time, but... Um, that figure that elite figure is just you know just looks like a superhero it's super cool my son wants him for christmas um it's gonna be awesome um i put a couple basics on here too because this is a good year for basics i had the ultimate warrior series 98 which was an awesome i mean the head on that thing could be uh put on any kind of figure elite ultimate whatever uh it was a great a great scan uh for him elite uh so basic series 98 and then I had the Undertaker Series 100. I feel like that uh, with the with the tongue out and the eyes rolled back, it's like an Undertaker uh, head that we haven't seen in a long time or if ever. So I really like that. I had the um, Bret Hart Ultimate Edition. I wasn't a huge fan of the hair, but just, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. I thought it was just, uh, just the additional pieces and just the outfit was really cool. I, I love that figure uh the survivor series jeff hardy uh now that i have that in hand it's just uh i mean the scan i mean it just looks like they like you, you talked you touched on it last week seth that they shrunk him down you know and it's just like a little statue of him and that's what it looks like uh, i had to put the king mabel on my list and my number one is the uh san diego comic-con macho man slim jim is my number one i mean that's that's my final i don't know if that'll be my number one uh of the year but that's my uh as of right now it is so uh Oh, and King Mabel, too. I King Mabel is as my 10th, as my so uh, that's my 10 there. So uh, I need to put those in awesome. order. But, uh, yeah, we are going to give away uh, – it was on all three of our lists. I don't know if there was many that were on all three of our lists, but that San Diego Comic-Con Slim Jim Macho Man, we gave away one of them earlier this year. TJ McHugh donated it, and now Marco is going to donate one as well, and uh, that will be a pretty sick giveaway. But we want to hear from you guys, and if there's any figures that we forgot – um uh we didn 't really talk about this guys but is is there one that stands out is and this is a great year for mattel i can 't really think of any that were really bad but was was there like a a a worse figure of the year for you guys that you just looked at and were like, oh what is this hmm. give me a second to think about it i'm sure i can come up with something okay yeah i couldn't i couldn 't think of anything myself i mean obviously that sean michael's uh retro figure uh was pretty pretty damn repug um yeah. Um, the dude,
3: dude, we actually got dude love at the end of 2018 but I don't think he was on pegs until 2019 and I think that's one of the worst that Mattel has done
0: yeah that was pretty bad the Major Brothers had a good time making fun of that one um, nobody, Mick no, Foley was pretty horrible. Wrestlemania Mick Foley was pretty bad yeah that one's bad too they haven't really done too well with uh, Mick Foley over the last 12 months huh no uh, yeah I mean there's a whew, I don't know yeah, there, there hasn't been too many misses this year. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. There's a, a ton of good ones. I suggest following D Freedom 30 on Instagram if you don't already. Um, he puts all these graphics together of like, uh, you know, when John Morrison came back, he put a graphic together of all 12 of the John Morrison figures, and he has like a, a graphic of every figure that came out of 2000, uh, 2019. So uh, pretty cool. I'm going to say the Red Rooster. I was super hyped for that figure for some reason, and it's such it's just a boring, like, yeah, it's such a le- it's it was great. a letdown, man. I'm, I'm like trying to unload. I that like thing.
3: the rooster. Yeah, I, I like that figure. I mean,
0: I, like I said, you know me. I gotta have one of everybody, but I, yeah, I like the rooster. What about the Andrade, the boring ass Andrade, in the white pants and the white uh, detective hat?
2: The NXT, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, the uh, problem with that it just came out like four years too late. If that would have came yeah. out at the end of 2015 or yeah, end of 2016 time. when he was
0: still wearing that stuff, it would have been fine. But that figure was years old by the time it came out. Yeah. One that I totally forgot about was the um, the Retro Fest because it wasn't in stores or anything. Retro Fest Mr. Perfect was uh, was a pretty cool looking figure. Yeah, yeah, um, that was a good looking one. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that's that's our list and we stick to them. So uh, hit us up with yours at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. Uh, let's keep it moving here. We have our uh, random merch of the week. This is a unreleased Mattel Saint Mick Foley figure. I've, I didn't even know this existed. Marco. so
3: as far as i know there's just a uh, a prototype picture of it this is the only as far as there have been i'll uh i'll message i'll dm it to you guys on instagram real quick but it's uh yeah as far as i know the only i don't think there's ever an actual prototype made me was talking about this tonight as we were driving through uh looking at the christmas lights at the botanical garden here in norfolk tonight but uh but yeah it's uh it was just a prototype and um it was a picture at one of the SDCC's like five years ago that they were going to make a Santa Foley figure. Because you guys know Mick Foley's like a known, um, you know, he's like obsessed with Christmas or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. they were going to make a figure to commemorate it. And then it just kind of went away. They didn't end up doing it. Um, yeah, so I'm sending it to the, uh, the Foley family uh,
0: group text right now. What, uh, what's the price on that bad boy?
3: Well, that's the thing. So the, this, is, this one's going to require a little bit of effort for somebody to track it down. You have to find
0: the prototype and buy it. So I don't. Oh, you, I've never oh. seen a prototype. Leave literally. It's just like a graphic mock-up of it. Oh wow. Okay. That, I mean, that, that, I'm sure that would have sold though. I mean, that was like I remember he had like a movie he came out with, or there was a movie about like people that dressed up for as Santa, and then he was I think he was a part of that. So you know.
2: Yeah, he did a... It was like a documentary. It was yeah. on. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but uh, yeah, I actually watched it. It was it was pretty interesting. It was basically him transitioning into becoming a. Uh, a like a like a Santa and then like he it, it follows also other um gentlemen that are actually Santa's throughout the whole year, not just uh during the holiday season. Like they live the Santa gimmick. Um and it's like a a Santa Claus um convention that they go to as well where they meet other Santa Claus is from across the country, which is uh it's pretty interesting. Actually I mean it sounds like it's a boring documentary, but it's actually just to see that side of like how Santas live after the holiday season was pretty interesting. Some of them, are, some of them are bikers.
0: How Santas <laughs> <They're>, live?
2: Like, <laughs> how Santas live outside of the uh, holiday? Yeah, some of them have just like regular. They're real estate agents. They're like, and they but they wear like their Santa Claus clothes. Like they wear like candy cane button down shirts and like oh they'll God. live the gimmick throughout the year. It's it's pretty it's pretty intense.
0: That does sound pretty intense. If you
2: (laughs) want to watch that, Marco get you the name of that.
0: Uh, I do want to – we we slacked on this, or I slacked on this last week. Our good buddy TJ McHugh was giving away a uh, mint on card or mint in box, I should say, Hounds of Justice 3-pack with uh, Dean, Roman, and Seth uh, to one of our listeners. He decided he wanted to donate it. And I was like, hey, man, who do you like? Usually when we do a giveaway, we have like, you know, make sure you follow this person, you know, because TJ is donating the figure. He's like, well, don't do me like pick, you know, I'll, I'll pick somebody off of the Facebook group. And he picked our buddy Shane Eb at Chef Shane E.B. On, uh, Insta- on Twitter and uh, to uh, to get some love for him and get his followers up. But uh, I have picked the winner and it is going to be at Brian Baker underscore two five two. So, nice. Brian, you were winning that uh, that beautiful set of figures. And uh, you have the office uh, in, your, in your Twitter bio I see here. So I'm already a, a big fan of you, Brian, because that's my favorite TV show of all time. Um, but, Brian, yeah, uh, just send me your address and the DMs, and I will make sure that we get TJ to send that out to you. And uh, like I said, we'll be doing another giveaway with Marco's uh, Slim Jim Macho Man. And I think first of the year uh, we're going to give away that uh, Goldberg – from Elite 74 because uh, Sheena already has one I don't need it so uh, what better person to give it to than one of our awesome listeners so uh, that was our um, random merch of the week let's get into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week sponsored in part by ProWrestlingTees.com oh this is a good one Survivor Series 92 Marco
2: yeah, this is a this is a this is not a uh, Marco pick. This is actually a uh, Sheena pick. She oh, actually picked okay. this one. Um, Sheena, yeah, Sheenatron. It, yeah, Sheenatron. Maybe you can pop her in <laughs> at some at some point during this. But uh, yeah, it's an uh, awesome card. Uh, obviously, the main event. Bret Hart champion defeats Shawn Michaels via submission. Um, but the main reason why we picked it because obviously it's the holiday season. It's Christmas, and uh, Bret Hart uh, actually oh. celebrates with Santa Claus, which is pretty cool. So um, you get to see um, two two iconic figures beat um, up. <laughs> iconic. Uh, you get to see them uh, collab. But yeah, if you you have the chance, if, if you can't watch the whole pay per view, uh, obviously definitely watch the. Uh, the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels um, Undertaker Kamala Kamala's not bad either because that was like a pretty cool feud back in the day. But yeah, definitely uh definitely check it out if you you get the you get the time to do it.
0: Yeah, this is one. This is with the uh the Ultimate Maniacs too, right? Yep, the Ultimate. Yeah, it was supposed to be the Ultimate Maniacs, but they remember
3: it up being the uh, the perfect team. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior perfect, got fired.
0: Savage. Perfect. Take the spot. Yeah. Yeah. They still made figures for the, for the, they made both the ultimate maniacs figures. Then the Macho man was an elite and then I think they did a defining moments, right? For, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. I think those yeah.
3: figures were based off of a, uh, off a promo on a episode of WWE superstars. So as far as I know, I think they only actually had one match on TV.
2: Yeah. Um, you also get to see the, uh, the sounds of Virgil, um, as he faces <laughs> Yokozuna, if you uh, you have three minutes to spare, that's how long the match is. Hey, wow. as a kid,
3: uh, I loved <laughs> when Virgil turned babyface.
2: Oh no, it was awesome.
3: I remember his a- uh, his Hasbro uh, that that figure always got a huge push going in my. He was like the king of the mid card in mine for whatever reason. That figure just looks so cool with like the nice. the boxing gear on and
2: stuff. Yeah, if you if you ever watch him, like not to go off on a tangent, but if you ever watch him like back in those back ma- he like actually he's was, he was he wasn't bad. Like he was like. He actually moved around like he moved, he, like you said, he had like that boxer type of thing. So he like moved around the ring, kind of like he was like Muhammad Ali type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I didn't. know. Oh, he was
3: I, he was over too, man. I think it was at yeah. uh, SummerSlam '91 when he beat uh, Million Dollar Man to be that, to win the Million Dollar Championship. If I mean, oh, the Pop is insane, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: The, if you watch any of those old pay per views, the 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 amount of like like admiration like the fans have for like they hang on every single match. It could be the it could be like on this one, Crush versus Repo Man. The crowd's popping no matter what. They don't. Yeah. They don't care who's in the ring. They are just they're into it, which is which I miss those days because you don't really hear that nowadays. But like literally every match top to the bottom, that the crowd's into it. There's not one like you don't. I don't think you hear any dead silence. During any match, nobody, sure, nobody
0: has fucking cell phones that are glued to every five seconds. <laughs> that is that is true. Which I'm 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 uh, guilty of myself, so I can't uh, I can't shoot yeah. on people that use cell phones. You know, I'm a, I'm a big cell phone guy. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, this the crowd pops and the reaction from people when when the wrestlers would come out is is totally different back then. But uh, you know, yet yeah, um, what's his name, uh, Seth, Virgil did have that big moment at uh, SummerSlam, so. He's definitely better than Sheamus, I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheamus will Sheamus will never be as over as Virgil was on that. Hell no, night. never that oh, one no. match. That one. Yeah, match. he's
2: never held the uh, million dollar title either. So that all that makes Virgil way better than him. Yeah all good. right
0: uh well uh next year we'll be i guess recapping christmas i'm sure seth will probably have a new uh family member at that point i'm assuming yep. i don't know what what this kid is doing in there jesus get out of there but, it's, like uh, the gobbledy, it's like the gobbledygooker staying in the egg yeah, yeah. it's keeping you it's We're keeping you around, around longer so you have to go yeah. to work so that's good sure. hey, yeah um but uh yeah shoot us any questions concerns uh media inquiries, whatever you want, askchickfoley at gmail.com. Uh, we want you to, to rate our show, subscribe, give us a nice five-star review, and uh, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Show. Uh, we appreciate all the love there. We'll probably be doing a, uh, you know, it'll be touch and go over the next couple weeks with uh, the baby, uh, with Christmas, with New Year's, and with my work schedule. But uh, Marco, I think, is, uh, is uh, turning into a rat or something over there. I don't know what you're doing. Oh no, I was on mute. Uh, okay, no, you were not on mute. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, thank you guys, uh, Seth as well. Two weeks in a row now, you've filled in amicably. Uh, that uh, you've been you've been great, and uh, best of luck with everything. If we don't talk to you uh, before the holiday, uh, Merry Christmas to you and the baby face, and and everything. Uh, best of luck with uh, the future arrival. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah man Marco thank you as always. Everyone uh be sure to uh check us out, listen to this episode and uh check us out on Twitter. We were all we're going to have that contest for the San Diego Comic-Con, Slim Jim macho man. So check it out. We'll be back with you guys soon. Uh until then, stay classy and uh see you then. Bye.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Does she have that shit in her mouth the whole time?